All right, good to see everybody out tonight. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Let's do page 28. Let's all stand.
do one more, page number eight. And on the last verse, we'll have a choir to come on up on the last verse. church tonight, Amen. isn't it? I hope we can all say that tonight. I love the Lord deep down in my heart. I know this much. I don't know where my love sometimes stands for him, but I know this. His love for me has never faltered, never failed, or never fumbled. I'm grateful for that, aren't you? Amen. Wasn't it good to be in church this morning? Appreciate yes. the Lord and the goodness Amen. of God and, and uh, what the Lord did for us in this place, in his house. It's a blessing to be here. And this choir did wonderful this morning. And I want y'all to listen to them again. They're going to sing like it's their last time they're ever going to sing. And I, I, I thank the Lord for that. I love this choir. Y'all pray for them. It's good to be back in church tonight. You worship the Lord. Don't make me see
that it gives you on the inside. I was pretty young when I got saved. I don't remember the exact age. There was not a lot of, I guess, change at the time. I was pretty young. I wasn't really out in sin, out doing a lot of things. But I'm going to misquote the verse. Out of the Bible, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Hold all things are become new. And I know the, uh, I guess those adjectives and verb are become. It's like a continual thing. You keep becoming new every day. And you know, what greater miracle, even though sometimes we don't look at it that, what greater miracle? He made a dead man alive. You know, that's great to think about. I was dead in sin and now I'm alive in him. And everything's changed. Sometimes we don't see it, but he's made a great change in our lives as Christians. The, uh, just the day to day and he continues to work on I'm thankful for that. Thankful for his uh, spirit that lives in us to let us know what's right and what's wrong. The, uh, I don't always follow the spirit how I need to, but I'm glad that it's there. I'm thankful for him.
faith and do his blessed will. Oh, all the fire about me, I've nothing now to fear. With this man of heat, my hungry soul shall fill. It's reaping up to glory to see his blessed face where rivers of delight shall ever roll. He's a lily of the valley. The bright and morning star is the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Amen. Thank God. Aren't you glad he's your dearest friend you've ever had tonight? Thank the Lord for his goodness. Wasn't that good? I appreciate the choir singing tonight. That last song. I love that last song. Bless my heart. And he has made me a new creature in him. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm grateful for that tonight. I feel like we need to have just a special time of prayer, and of course we'll pray over the offering this evening, but I've got dad and mom in the service with me tonight. I'm glad to have him. It's my dad, but Darren, and my mom, Miss Kelly, and uh, that's how everybody's always called them, me growing up. But uh, I'd like to ask dad to come up here tonight if he would, and uh, I want to thank the Lord again for the influence of my dad and my mom this evening, and uh, I want to thank God. That's, there's not enough can be said about the influence that you make on your children tonight. Not enough can be said about that. Grateful for, grateful for my dad and my mom. And I want to ask him to take us to the throne room tonight. Bless his service that God be with us and give us direction and help us tonight. I love you. We'll go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, it is again tonight. Indeed, a great privilege again and confidence in my heart today. To be able to call upon your name again and to know that you're able, Lord, to hear. And you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I'm able to ask or think tonight. Lord, I thank you for the, the hope that I have and the promise that if I ask it, it shall be given. That I can seek and find and knock and it shall be opened. But everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Thank you, Lord, tonight for the, for the ability Lord, tonight to pray and come to the throne of grace that I may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And Father, I thank you for that. Thank you for the good privilege to be here tonight, Lord, with this good people. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful singing tonight. Lord, I ask you if you would. Lord, I say with the songwriter tonight, Lord, all is vain unless your spirit come down. I pray tonight, Father, do that. Lord, that would bring glory and honor to yourself. I pray these things tonight that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And Lord, I ask you tonight for every single thing that happens here, Lord, that we follow your leadership. I pray you'd help us. Thank you for the word of God tonight, Lord, that we've gathered around the fellowship of your people. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us one more time to be in your house tonight. And thank you tonight, most of all, for the cross. Dying for my sin tonight, for it is in the lovely name of the Lord Jesus I do pray. Amen. Amen.
I guess see all y'all are back out tonight. I uh, got a couple of more uh, new things to talk about. Um, ladies meeting, meeting I heard went very well. Um, on the 28th, you're going to have a happy pilgrim's dinner again. Don't, don't forget that at 6 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. Um, the officer's banquet. Uh, we got a sign-up sheet out there now, so give us a choice. All right. So, Smith House or the Carriage House? So, pick one that you like. If you want to sign up for that, uh, to go to the officer's banquet, and we'll see which one we get to go to. Uh, so, that's going to be a really good time, a really great fellowship. Uh, let's see. Next Sunday, we're going to have a youth choir practice after service, so don't forget that. Uh, let's see. Uh, as far as the Brazelton trip uh, that's coming up this coming Saturday, <clears throat> next Saturday, rather, um, we're leaving at 10 o'clock, okay? 10 o'clock sharp, okay? So if you're here at 10.01, they'll be waving at you. <laughs> so, so if you're going to ride the bus, I would say be here like at least 10 till. <laughs> uh, so don't forget that. Uh, let's see. And that's about it. Appreciate it. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger traveling through this world below. There is no sickness, no toll or danger in that bright world to which I go. Redeemed, there 
individual's key Well, I'm going there to see my mother She said she'd need me when I come I'm just a going sound booth yeah um poor i've been listening to that song since i was just a little fella wasn't that good tonight it was good very good brady i didn't i didn't know brady spoke that low much less sang that low but uh no it was a surprise a lot of surprise get great guitar playing and then we're brother ron on that bass now it's it's uh it's mighty fine it's good good amen Thank the Lord. Wonderful tonight. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of John, chapter number 21. And while you're turning, just want to make mention, Brother Tim said that they had five look to Christ. Is that right this morning? Isn't that, isn't that a blessing? We thank the Lord for the salvation that God brings to those that look to His dear Son. And I'm grateful for that. He'll set you free tonight. Appreciate His mercy and His grace. Now, He'll set you free even if you're sitting in a prison cell. And you'll be freer in a prison cell if you look to Christ than you are out here on the street in bondage. I thank the Lord for that this afternoon. Appreciate the goodness of the Lord. And again this morning, and uh, y'all pray again for my throat this evening. Again, it's just get a little weak on me, but we'll look to the Lord just for a little while. John chapter number 21. And uh, again, we thank Him for this day. Very grateful. And, and we're just... A lot of thankfulness in our heart for what the Lord done this morning. John chapter number 21. We're going to begin our reading in verse number 1. Again, got a little bit of scripture to read tonight. And so we'll look to the Lord in His Word and I ask Him that He'll open it to us. The book of John chapter number 21 and verse number 1. If you found your place, say amen. amen. Verse number 1. After these things, Jesus showed Himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed... He himself. There were together Simon and Peter, Thomas called Didymus, and Nathanael of Canaan and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. So that's the cast so far. And then Peter says, Unto them I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. And when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. 
Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits dragging the net with fishes. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land, full of great fishes, an hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh, taketh bread, and giveth them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to, the, to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. So when they had died, Jesus said to Simon Peter, saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? He wasn't grieved with the first. He wasn't grieved with the second. But the Bible says that Peter was grieved with Christ on the third time that he asked him, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, Thou knowest all things. Thou, thou, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death? He should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. With the help of the Lord tonight, this morning we dealt with another appearing after the resurrection of Christ. And we want to deal with a, yet another appearing of the Lord after his resurrection. Simply this, dealing with doubt or dealing with failure. Let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you tonight for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for what you've done in this morning's service. Thank you, Father, for your grace again, or your help, your aid that only the Spirit of God can give. We look to you tonight yet again as needy people. Father, and as you opened yourself and showed yourself to your disciples on the road to Emmaus, Lord, we ask you tonight in the presence of your people that you would take your word and show us yourself. Lord, we uh, thank you, Lord, that 
You've given us a word. You've given us, uh, Lord, Father, yourself in the book. And I thank you for that and ask that your spirit would be pleased. Touch us, Lord, tonight. Oh, we are weak and needy. We ask for what only you can do. Lord, for whatever you choose to do, we'll be sure to give you praise, honor, and glory. If there be one here tonight that doesn't know, you know, the free pardon of sin, I ask them, I ask you that you would draw them with cords of love. Lord, help them see you. Help us to lift you up and none other tonight. And whatsoever you do, we'll be sure to give you praise and honor and glory. For it's in Jesus' name we do humbly pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Dealing with failure. Now again, in our text, we've already read that this is the third time that the Lord Jesus has revealed himself or shown himself to his disciples. Twice in John 20, he done this. And once in the text that I just read to you. Now take note, in these appearings... And you have to look at the Gospels together because one disciple will, under the inspiration of the Spirit, reveal something that's happening from this angle, something that's happening from this, and something that's happening from this. And it, isn't it amazing that in all four accounts of the Gospel, nothing conflicts. But we learn new situational aspects of what's going on in this unfolding of post Christ resurrection. In Matthew chapter number 28, Matthew's account is that Christ had appointed a mountain for them to go to. In verse number 16 of Matthew 28, you don't have to turn, but he said, get you up to a mountain in Galilee. But in John chapter number 21, in verse number one, they were on the Sea of Tiberias. Now it's close to Galilee. But it's not Galilee. It's in the region. It's definitely not in a mountain. It, it would appear that just even the text itself, in verse number 3, Peter said unto them, I go fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. And they went forth. So wherever they were in this area of the Sea of Tiberias, close to Galilee... However, it's even in the region of Galilee, but it definitely ain't a mountain. It's definitely not the descriptive place that Christ told them to go, but they were in the region of Galilee. It looks like, and it's suggested from the text, that they had apparently given up, and they definitely had waxed impatient and disappointed. Broken yet again. Now, now get this just for a moment. This morning we, we preached and talked for a little while about the disciples on the road to Emmaus. How that the Lord appeared and began walking with them and they wist not who he was and then they knew him by the breaking of bread. And as they're sitting in that moment, God reveals himself to them. And of course, they leave Emmaus and run back as fast as they can to Jerusalem. We dealt with the fact that it was a seven and a half mile uh, uh, seven and a half mile run, walk, whatever you're doing. Now they made slow time on the way there, but buddy, they made quick time on the way back. They had seen Christ. They had seen the Lord and their hearts had burned within them. Now they're leaving there. 
running back to Jerusalem. And once they get back there, the two disciples said, Hey, we've seen him. We've seen the risen Lord. And as they yet spoke, Christ revealed himself to his disciples at Jerusalem. They have seen Christ. I mean, Thomas has felt, Thomas has seen, Thomas is the doubting Thomas. He's seen the marks in his, a mark in his side and his hands. Seen the Lord, but that wasn't enough. And I've heard many times and heard it suggested by believers, oh, if I could only see Jesus in person, what could it have been like to see him in the flesh? But these disciples did see him in the flesh and were instructed in Matthew 28 to leave where they were and go into a mountain in Galilee. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. It's just like us. We'll... We'll have God move. We'll have God help us. We'll have God encourage us. We'll have God strengthen us. And before the week is out, we're wax cold again. Our eyes have been taken off Christ and off of his commands like we quoted this morning. He that hath my commands and keepeth them, commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And I will love him and he shall love me and I will love him. And he shall be loved to my Father, and I will manifest myself to him. But so many times we hear the word of God. So many times we're aware of God's aid, God's help, God's spirit, God's touch. And yet we wax weak. Why is that? Because there's remaining corruption in you and I. And we are so unstable that we can do nothing without him. Nothing. That's why Christ said, Abide in me and I in you. Without me, ye can do nothing. With man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are impossible. We must keep a trending eye on the fact that we cannot even put step in front of step without the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our everything and He is our all. Oh my goodness, so many times I've... I've seen the Lord help and seen the Lord aid. And then my, what's the song say? Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. And listen, it's been a wonderful Sunday morning. Been an enjoyable Sunday evening. But we'll walk out those doors and face the world. And before Monday morning gets back around, we'll be discouraged, down. And, but I'm telling you, they saw the risen Christ. They saw him with their own eyes. They watched him eat. They watched him drink. He said, I'm alive. They've heard the message of the angels. They've seen what God did. Instructed to go to a mountain. And then Peter, buddy, he just gives up. And that's, and that's what I want to focus on. I want to turn our attention to Peter for just a few moments in the conversation that he had to Christ. And I'll be finished. In this conversation, there are three questions, three responses, and four commands. In Christ and Peter's conversation. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, hard, it's easy to beat up old Peter, isn't it? It's easy to beat him up, buddy. It's, you know, he, he, uh, he stick his foot in his mouth all the time. And I, I feel, I, I, I resonate with Peter. I, I, I really do. When, when, when I see when, when I see and, and the blunders I've made, the mistakes I've made, I just, when I see Peter making them, I'm like, well, Lord, that's, that's me. 
That's, in, that, that, that's the story and the testimony of my life is just mistake after mistake, blunder after blunder, words out of place, times I've missed the mark, times I've messed up. But the Lord's mercy on Peter's life, the Lord's grace on Peter's life. Hey, we can beat old Peter up, but buddy's the only one that got out of the boat. We can, we can mess around with Peter and say, Peter, uh, Peter was sure enough a mess, wasn't he? Yeah, but he saw the transfigured Christ. Well, Peter should have, uh, Peter should have uh, not said what he said about building the temple. If it had been up to us, none of us would have built a temple anyhow. So I'm telling you. Yeah, Peter, Peter, Peter. And here we are, but this same man, Peter. Peter said, Lord, I'll go with you all the way. I'll be with you at the end. When everybody else has left you, Lord, I'll be there. And Jesus said, Peter, the, the, the rooster ain't going to crow three times and you'll already have denied me thrice. So he turns his attention. It's a quiet setting. You've got to understand. Now, there's been a lot of activity out on those boats. But when they come to the shore, it's a quiet, intimate very, very, very simplistic setting. Not anybody say anything. You just about hear a pin drop. This wasn't a big worship service. See, they knew, Brother Tim, that they had messed up. They knew that they had not went to the mount. They knew that they had gotten impatient and left where the Lord uh, had told them to be and wait and have patience and I'll come see you again. And that's just like us. We get so impatient about what God is going to do next. What are we, we going to do? What are we supposed to do? we got to make a decision. We've got we've to go, Peter, what's the plan? And he's always been the loudmouth that said what we're going to do and where we're going next. And he said, well, I don't know what you fellows are doing, but I'm going back to the life I lived before I started following this man. Yeah, he rose again, and yeah, we saw him again, but he hadn't showed up yet. Mm. Mercy, mercy. Three questions, three answers, and four commands in the conversation between our Lord. So it's, it's a very quiet setting. They're eating. They had dined together, verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Do you love me? Do you love me? There is not a more pressing question to the child of God than this question that the Lord Jesus Christ asked his disciple Peter, do you love me? He didn't ask if he had a degree from the local Bible college. He didn't ask him if he had an MBA. He didn't ask him if he had a successful career. He didn't ask him what his ministerial plan was. He didn't ask him, what's the next plan of attack here? He said, Peter, lovest thou me more than these? There is or there should not be one more single, more pressing question that you and I have posed to you and I this afternoon. Other than, do we love Christ? Do I love Christ? Do you love Christ? And if we do, do we love Christ more than these? 
what are the these? It's not very mentioned. You could assume, well, well, the disciples are seated around, so maybe it's more, do you love me more than these men? You can say, well, the boats were sitting there in the fishing nets. Peter, do you love me more than these? Or the fish was there, which is how Peter made his living. It's, it's how he made money. What Peter? It does not matter what the these were. The importance of the question was for Christ to ask Peter, do you love me supremely over everything? The church at Ephesus, you see, they labored, they had patience, they gave no place to evil, they gave no place to evil people, they bore burdens, and they did not faint, but Christ had someone against them. We can do it all right, we can do it all well, we can have the best of the best ministerial capabilities, but if we have lost our love for the Lord Jesus Christ, it is but a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Well, because this conversation, they, they didn't treasure Christ, Paul, be it far from you and I. That it might be said of us that we don't love Christ how we properly should. Now, because this, because this conversation between Peter and the Lord Jesus is a Q&A, if you'll have it, we have to examine the questions with the responses. So the question was, do you love me? The first question was that. And Jesus asked the first time, Peter... Lovest thou me more than these? Now, we have to, it's so important to understand the word love. Now, now, now the word love to you and I, as English-speaking people, is transcendent, transcendent based on which conversation we're having and what context we're saying it in. Now, I may say to my dad tonight or to my mother I love you, mom and dad, and I do, and I love them with a deep love and an emotional love and a paternal, paternal, childlike love to them. But when I look at my wife and say, I love you, there is a deep, intimate love that, that, that transcends other relationships like you and I may have. She is my wife, and I love her. Next to God, I'm supposed to love her supremely next to Christ. Now, with that thought in mind, Jesus asked Peter, lovest thou me? The word he used there is, where, is this a Greek word, agape love. Now, agape love is the love that we are supposed to love God with. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, strength, mind, that's the love that we have been commanded to love God with. But sadly tonight, it is the love that we cannot love God with. It's the, the love that we are supposed to shoot for. It is the love, it is that all-encompassing love. That all, that all-aggrandizing love, that all-worshiping that all love, agape love. Let me tell you tonight, this agape love is the love that Christ loves you and I with. I've already said it tonight. I can't say that I love him 
fully with every capacity in me because I know me and you know you. But what I can say in confidence tonight is that he loves me with the supreme love that never fails. Now, we've got to hurry. Do you love me more than these, Peter? Do you love me more than these fish, more than these boats, more than these nets, more than these men? Peter, does your love prevail? Now, he said, do you agape love me, Peter? Just real quick, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's agape love. That's agape love. That's the definition of agape love in John 3 and 16. Peter responds the first time, Lord, thou knowest I phileo love thee. Jesus said, do you agape love me? Peter said, Lord, thou knowest. Lord, I denied you. I walked away, and now here you've showed up. We're supposed to be up here in a mountain waiting on you, and we're down here fishing. You know, I, I don't agape love you, Lord. I phileo love you. I, I, this, this word phileo is a less. It's still love. It's still love, but it's, it's a less poor version of the word love. You see, the difference between where Peter was at in previous days and where he's at now is he had so declared so boastfully in other days how much he loved Christ. But now poor, broken, pitiful, busted Peter sits on the side of a seashore, the Sea of Tiberias, and says, Lord, I don't know much of anything anymore. Let's examine this time. Second time, second time, same thing. Peter, do you agape love me? Peter said, Lord, I, I phileo love you. You know I don't agape love you. But you see what Christ has done. Now, this is a wonderful, this is a wonderful statement, and I'm going to go ahead and agree with it tonight. Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. And the Lord asked Peter three times, do you love me? But what's happened? What's happened in Peter's life? Christ has emptied Peter. Christ has, he's pierced Peter. Christ has shown Peter that his love is lacking. Peter has seemed to have bumbled at every turn. And again, let's not be too hard on him because he saw heights with God that you and I have never seen. But Peter messed up a lot. But I promise you, Jay Shuler would give Peter a run for his money. And I promise you that you, no doubt, would give Peter a run for his money, if we're being honest. Peter messed up a lot, and here he is. Denied thrice, went out fishing, disobeyed God. God gave direction to go to a mountain. He looked at the disciples and said, I'm done with this. We're going back to the way it was before. And Christ, now in this conversation, has emptied us. And let me say this. Before we'll ever be used of the Lord, before there'll ever be a witness of God on our life, before we'll ever see heights in prayer and heights of fellowship and a and, 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 a, and a walk, there'll be an emptying of us that takes place. Simply put.
put from this conversation, the Lord has asked Peter twice already, do you agape love me? Do you supremely love me? Do you love me above all and above all things? And Peter said, Lord, you know, you know, I, I, can, I only phileo love you. I, that's all I love. The Lord desires us to get honest about our love for him. And do we love him? Do we love him? Do we love him? Now, let me say this. Jesus asked this first time. Do you agape love me? Christ has emptied Peter. Christ then, on the third question, stay with me and I'm done. Christ then, on the third question, condescends to Peter's love. Twice he said, do you agape love me? And Peter says, Lord, you know, I, I phileo love you. But in verse number 17, he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Christ condescends in verse 17 and uses Peter's phileo love. And this frustrated, this not frustrated Peter, this grieved Peter inwardly. You, just a few months, just a few weeks earlier, you had a very confident Peter, a very boastful Peter, a very proud Peter, a very strong and capable Peter. Say, I'll go with you all the way. I'll fight for you, Lord. I'll go even with you into the death. Oh, we're going to be great in the kingdom of God. This is going to be amazing. You're going to establish your kingdom. You're going to do amazing and wonderful things. And now we've got him here on the seashore, broken, busted, emptied, vented, exhausted. And he said, Lord, I don't love you how I should. But Jesus, Brother Terry, looks at him. And in that third time, what Christ is saying is, he said, son, I, I know you don't love me how I love you. I know you don't. But that's okay. Feed my sheep. He said, <laughs> he said, I know that you've been through it. And Peter, I've been emptying you out. I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Say, I'm watching your life play out. I'm guiding you through. I'm working all things. And I've got you to this place, Peter, where you're emptied of self. Now, I know you can't love me how I love you, but I want you to know, Peter, I don't love you with phileo love. I love you with agape love, and I will be faithful to you. I'll be faithful to the church on this rock. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I love you. I love you. I love you, and my love will carry you through. Thank God. Hallelujah. If you need to shout, go ahead. Christ then not condescends to Peter said, Do you phileo love me? Do you love me in the sense that you're saying that you do? 
or do you really love me even the way that you say you do? And Peter said, Lord, you know everything. You can see through my heart because never a man spake like this man. To whom shall we go? For thou hast the words of eternal life. You can see in my heart. You can see in my mind. You know if I love you the way I'm saying that I love you or not. Even though it may be small and insignificant. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Simply put, the Lord desires us to get honest about our love for Him. Do we love Him? Well, if we love Him, serve Him, obey Him, follow Him. You say, Brother Jay, I'm not sure that I love the Lord. Or you say, how could I ever love Him aright? Our dear friend, Brother Peter, he left this scene. And again, here he is again. I mean, he didn't get up. He didn't even get up. He got up and started walking and following the Lord. And John's walking in front of him. And he says, what's he going to do? I mean, at every corner and every turn, Peter is just bumbling. He said, if I leave that man alive till I come again, what business is that of me? Follow me. Get in line, Peter. Take your eyes off everybody around you and look to Christ. Don't look at those around you. Listen, we've looked at those around us plenty. We've looked at other ministries around us plenty. We've looked at other people and preachers and friends around us plenty. Look to Christ. Look to Jesus. And follow thou me, can I get a witness in the church tonight? First Peter, well, what happened? Well, Peter just kept on blumbering his way through. He got sideways with Paul again later on. I mean, it didn't sound like a good Baptist. Yeah. But he followed and obeyed the Lord. And he gave his life to Christ. Let me share this with you real quick. This is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. The Lord ascends back into heaven and says, you'll see him. The angel said, you'll see him come again in like manner. He sends him out. Great commission. You know the story. Sends him out and says, follow me. I'll use you in all the world. But go tarry in Jerusalem till you be due with power from on high. I'm going to send the comforter to you. I'm going to send the spirit. I'm going to send myself back to each and every single one of you. And he's, and, and he's not only going to be on you, he's going to be in you. You know the story. Well, they follow the Lord. They go back to Jerusalem. And our dear friend, Brother Peter, as he's trying his best to obey Christ to walk with Christ, to do what he can, to stay sensitive to Christ, to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God. And he started writing a letter in 1 Peter to those disciples and Christians, newborn babes in verse number 2 of chapter 2 of 1 Peter. If so be that you have tasted, the Lord is gracious. Peter said, you know... He said, I can't say that I've been perfect. But in verse number 7, he said, Unto you therefore which believe. 
He is precious. He said, I can't say I've been perfect. I can't say I've loved Him how He deserves. Brother Roach, I can't say that I've been faithful in perfect love, in this agape love. I can't say that. There's times I felt the raptures of heaven divine. And buddy, there's been times I saw it been so low I didn't think I'd ever get back up. But what I can say tonight is that I believe... And I know He loves me. And I know He saved me. And I know His love for me is perfect. And in light of this, I know this tonight. He is precious. I can testify of that. The Lord Jesus Christ is precious. <laughs> I appreciate how precious He is. My mind's just going back in my life. At times when it's just been me and the Lord. And I have known that preciousness. And if you know the Lord tonight. And if you love Christ or you're loving Him with the best that you have to offer. You know tonight He is precious. He's my best friend and He's been, he's been faithful to me. The two most faithful... People over the longest period of time in my life is sitting in this building. 33 years they've watched me bumble and stumble and get up and get down. But long before I was even born and long before they were born and long before their parents were born and long before their parents were born and their parents and on and on and on and on and on back to when before there was nothing. There was a God. There was a Savior. There was a Jesus. There was a Savior. There was a Master. And He was precious then. And He's precious now. And He loved you and I. Thank God. With an agape love. A perfect love. Oh, yes, He loved us before the foundation of the world, friend. Thank God when you wasn't born and I wasn't born. Before we, even, before we were even, even a thought. He came, he knew, he had a plan. Calvary wasn't a plan B. It was plan A all the way, the only plan. And there was no plan B and there was no plan C. Oh no, our Savior marched by himself. Hallelujah. He marched by himself up that mountain and carried his cross, carried my cross, carried my burden, carried my sin, faced the judgment of God because he loved me perfectly and loved you perfectly. He's precious tonight. And I'll sing with the children, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak. The little Charlotte, she'll sing every now and then. She'll say, but he is strong. And he is strong. He's precious. Don't you appreciate him tonight? Don't you love him tonight? Well, I'm about to have a North Carolina fit. Y'all ever seen one of them? I appreciate how good he's been to me tonight. I appreciate this precious Christ who's inside of my heart. But every now and then he'll get so big, he'll get so big in me, it just comes out. Thank God. Don't that happen to you every now and then? 
Hallelujah. He is precious. Peter said, Lord, I love you the the only way I can, the only way the remaining corruption inside of me will let me love you. I'm, I'm full of holes. I'm full of weaknesses. But Lord, you know I love you the best I follow me. You know what we are, church? We're just a bunch of weak, blundering, bumbling, mistake-making, gold-dropping, fault-sayers, big promise-makers. But Jesus loves me. This I know. And He loves you tonight. He loves you. Hallelujah. Thank God for His goodness. Thank God for His grace. I'm glad I'm part of the bought and the redeemed. And I'm glad He loves me. I believe we'll just sing about His love for a minute, Brother Terry. Sister Megan, you come on. Or Sister, whoever. I've noticed y'all generally swap. You do the first part and she does the last part. He loves me, maybe, Brother Terry. Whatever's on your heart, you just sing whatever's on your heart. Maybe you want to tell him tonight that you just love him the best way you know how. Let's all stand all around the building, every head bowed and every eye closed. If you need to speak with the Lord tonight, you come on. Follow me. Follow me. Bless the Lord. Whenever you're ready, Brother Terry. God's still with you. Come on.
Well, Brother Morris Hogsett in that church grew up in said it's been worthwhile. Amen. It's been worthwhile coming out to church on Sunday night, ain't it? Ain't this so good? Look at this good crowd, Brother Terry. Ain't it so good tonight? She made you way, left you way. I'm so honored to be in service with my dad and mom tonight. I love you, daddy and mama. Appreciate y'all. Maybe get around and sit shaking hatty to them. Don't talk to them too much. They'll tell you a lot about me. And a matter of fact, this morning I didn't make an announcement, but my sister and brother-in-law and their two children was here, and I definitely wasn't going to tell y'all to go talk to them. Uh, my brother-in-law, he's been one of my best friends in the world.